If you're saved and you know it, then your life will surely show it. If you're saved and you know it, shout amen. A marvelous Sunday school hymn we used to sing as children, but the truth of it is, it is just as important today as it was when we were children. So here's the question. Does your life show it? Are you involved in works of service? You know, we haven't been called to sit in a pew for an hour every week. We've been called to acts of service and the various gifts that God has given us, the church. So what are those gifts? Glad you asked. Today we're looking at the gift of evangelism and works of service. We catch up with Pastor Leighton Sheely here in John as Jesus washes the feet of the disciples and gives us a marvelous example of what works of service really is. Now, the story continues here. Peter had a problem with Jesus washing his feet, but there was some interaction there where Peter eventually acquiesced. And, and then verse 12, it says, After washing their feet, Jesus put on his robe again and sat down and asked, Do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord, and you're right, because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. And so Jesus set the example of service. And people who have this gift think, if it was good enough for Jesus, then it's good enough for me. Where can I serve? What can I do to help? Where can I pitch in? Uh, when, When they see someone struggling, they look for an opportunity to help, not to criticize. So what about you? Is this one of your spiritual gifts? Is your heart tugged at when you hear of someone who needs help? Do you like the innate sense of satisfaction that comes when you help someone? Just something that is very satisfying. You know, for people who have this gift, there are many places to serve in the body of Christ the church. It takes hundreds of volunteers for us to provide church throughout the week here at Highlands. There are people that are ushers in in the media department and information counter, children's ministries, just to name a few roles. We also have people who help others in the course of the week. For instance, when our young couples have children, then some people step up and provide meals so that mom and dad can focus on getting the little ones settled. And I can speak from personal experience that that was a real blessing to Jenny and I when Crystal and Sterling were born. Sometimes our church sends out teams Uh, Sometimes to Mendota, a a community that's been very uh, hit by the economic situation. And and sometimes the teams are large, over 100 people. I was talking with Maria, who owns a beauty salon recently. She has the gift of helps. And uh, she decided she wanted to go out and help those people. So she packed up her haircutting equipment and went out there. And when she turned around, there were 38 people in line for a haircut. Now... 38 people. Stella has been cutting my hair for, you know, years, decades, and she takes about 30 minutes, and there's nothing really fancy about my hairstyle. And, uh, you know, I would be real concerned if there was somebody in a rush with a sharp pair of scissors that close to my neck. But Maria was able to finish up those 38 people. How come? Well, because she was not the only one out there with the gift of helps. There were people there who wanted to help the helper. They said, I can't cut hair, but I can do something. Tell me what I can do. And so she organized them, and some of them were washing hair, and others were combing out tangles so that when the 
when the hair got to her, she was, she was ready to cut it. And they finished cutting 38 people's hair in about three hours, and there were no injuries as a result. Uh, yesterday, our men's ministries got together for breakfast, and Melky announced that it might be the last time that we as men got to enjoy Brother Martin's biscuits and gravy. Because after 40 years of ministering here at Church of the Highlands, Martin and his wife were moving away for retirement. Now, Martin would not, I didn't ask his permission, but uh, he's a friend of mine, and I doubt he's going to write me off as a friend if I say that Martin is a model of someone who has the gift of helps and service. He's also very humble, that's why I said what I said. He's often arisen at 4 a.m. to prepare hot breakfast. For our men's breakfast, he has served in the men's ministry's leadership team. He has participated with Scrooge. He has worked on the Youth Center construction project. He has taken care of the campground cooking and and other services on our youth retreats. He's ushered in the 1130 service for decades. He's right over there. I think we ought to say thank you to Martin. This guy is an absolute gem, and so is his wife, who has sung in our choir for many, many years. And we need more gems to step up and, and help out. There's a lovely lady that usually sits in the, in the office there behind the information counter. Her name is Suzanne. Uh, she has been there for years. She's volunteered five hours every Sunday morning to sit behind the counter, answer calls, and, and help keep things on track. Just recently, she fell down and was injured, and so she's not able to participate, and we have need of people to help us there. We have many, many opportunities for service. I was uh, talking with a man in our congregation this week who is recovering from surgery. Uh, he really needs help. His wife works all day long. He needs a strong man to help him go through his physical therapy so he can rebuild his strength. And get back to work. And so, man, if you know, if you can help this man, please call the church office uh, this week. People who have this gift have a, a tendency to say yes. They have a hard time saying no. And as a result, uh, people can take advantage of them and they can be burned out. They also have a tendency to reject offers of help from others. Uh, but they, they like to serve, but they don't necessarily like to be served. And so it's really important that we protect these people. And, and how do we do that? Well, we do that by having an army of volunteers available to help. And that way, we don't keep calling the same people time and again uh, to do the work. And that, by the way, brings us to our next spiritual gift, the gift of administration. We're back in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It's found in verse 28. You see, if you have a whole bunch of people that want to help, then we need somebody who has the gift of organizing the work and the workers. And that's fundamentally the gift of administration. 1 Corinthians 12 says, And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administrating, and various kinds of tongues. So the gift of administration is the gift of leadership. Kubernesis literally means to uh, steer or pilot a ship. And it's someone who keeps the the ship or the church on course towards a destination. In the Septuagint, the term is used in each case in relationship to wisdom. And so the wisdom that is associated with those who have this gift of administration lies in their ability to make wise decisions that mobilize, motivate, and direct others towards an objective or a destination. It is the ability to transform chaos into order. 
someone with this gift knows how to look on something and, and see what needs to be done, what resources are available to get it done, and then to effectively and efficiently organize the resources so the work actually gets done with a minimum of fuss. Now, did Jesus have this gift? And the answer is yes. Brilliant administrator. According to the Gospel of Mark, when Jesus fed the 5,000, he had the crowd sit down in groups of 50 and 100. Now, why did he do that? Well, he did it so that he would make sure that everyone was fed. As the disciples were passing out food, they could check off. Group one, check. Group two, check. Group three, check. If there was just one group of 5,000, it would be hard to know that everyone had been served. So Jesus was the brilliant uh, administrator and organizer. He organized and administrated his ministry. He, he chose the 12. He appointed the 70. He sent them out two by two. Uh, he gave them uh, tasks and job descriptions. He knew how to administrate. In fact, quite frankly, this universe is held together by him, and that's an incredible administration when we think about how, uh, how dynamic and, and huge this universe really is. Jesus had the gift of administration. Do you have the gift of administration? Do you like things in order? Uh, do you see how processes can be improved so people can be served better? Are you comfortable with working with a schedule and a budget? You know, not everybody is. We have many opportunities for ministry for those who have this spiritual gift. This is a gift that supports the other gifts by organizing them and focusing them. We have some wonderful pastors here at Church of the Lions. We have an exceptional staff of godly men who are our pastors. But I'll tell you, folks, not all of them are great administrators. Uh, yeah, Brother David says that. And some of them oversee so many areas they can't possibly administrate. They don't have the time to administrate them uh, as they need to be administrated. So our pastors need help from people who have this gift of administration. It might be taking attendance or preparing reports or contacting people that have been missing. You know, we have conferences here from time to time to make these conferences happen. There's all kinds of checklists that have to be formed. So they have to be thousands of line items have to be identified and inventoried and assigned and managed. Uh, to do a production like Scrooge, there's probably over 10,000 line items, each one of which has to be checked off. And to successfully execute these ministries requires believers with this gift of administration. They can take a vision and figure out how to, how to make it happen. They are a treasure to the church. Do you have this gift of administration? If you do, you can be a treasure to the church family. So we can see then today as we've looked at these three spiritual gifts, how the spiritual gifts work together so that the church, which is the body of Christ, might be built up. Those with the gift of evangelism bring in new believers. These new believers, they want to help out. They want to get involved. They want to be part of the team, part of the family. And those with the gift of administration figure out how to integrate them, how, how, how to get things done. And, and so those people, those new believers, have an opportunity to be part of this church family. If there were no evangelists then fewer people would come in. If there were no administrators, then fewer people who did come in would feel useful and part of the team and want to stay. And if no believers with gifts of help and service came in, nothing would get done. So you can see that all of these gifts work together to build up the church. We really, truly 
do need one another in order for us to accomplish the, the commission for which Jesus has commissioned us to go and make disciples, to seek and to save those who are lost. Well, if there was ever proof that we are not to be lone rangers in the King's service, this passage before us has really laid that out, hasn't it? You've been listening to Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno. You can find us online at highlands.us. Listen to today's program once again. The entire message today's program was taken from. If you'd like to learn more about Church of the Highlands right here in San Bruno or our pastor, Pastor Leighton Sheely, again, all of that information can be found at highlands.us. Tomorrow, we'll close out the week here in 1 Corinthians 12. Join us then for study verse by verse.